and welcome to Southern Fried Spooky, the podcast home of all things Southern Spooky, and this week, Semi-Historical. Yeah. This is Carolina Girl Heather. And this is Florida Mantoni, and I just realized that I say semi and you say semi. Yeah, that does sort of ruin the unison, doesn't it? It does. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's me and my sort of lack of accent most of the time. <laughs> we invite you to join our Facebook page and feel free to comment. We have air conditioning and coffee. Mm-hmm. Well, he has coffee. I have coffee. We're also on Instagram, and we have a Patreon. We do have a Patreon. That he so lovingly set up just for you. I did. Please leave us a few stars on your podcast platform. Mm-hmm. We, we need stars. And at the time of this recording, other places are experiencing heat about as intense as we are. Mm-hmm. So... Normally, we'd invite you to sit on the porch with your mint julep, but that's just cruel, so go to the AC, grab a frozen coffee, and settle in. Mm -hmm. Today, we're taking a virtual trip to historic Beaufort, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. There's a Beaufort, South Carolina. We don't want to confuse the two. Yeah. But they're both lovely in their way. This is a lovely oceanside town in North Carolina. And we will meet Emily Stardust, a mm-hmm. historic interpreter, reenactor, and ghost walk guide. Indeed. So, let's get on our walking shoes and welcome Emily. Do you consider yourself spooky at all? Because when we look at you, you're just such a cute, all-American young beauty. And <laughs> I love when people who, look, quote, look normal, no offense, are kind of spooky. I get that a lot, which I find really fun. Maybe it's like, I joke and say it's like the duality of being a Gemini because like I'm either always aesthetically looking, I feel like, like you explained, kind of like the stereotypical American girl or there'll be days where I literally, like if you go on my TikTok, I'll have like some aesthetic videos where it's like, as I call my vampire core, where I'll go (laughs) and I'll have a tea party in the vampire and I'll be wearing like a puffy poet shirt, having tea. <laughs> so, and I understand the duality of the Gemini. I was born May twenty eighth, so yeah. Oh my God! Yes, twins, yep. literally. Yep. <laughs> so yay on the spooky. Yeah. Well, I am. Tony has only seen you a few times. I yep. met you maybe a year or two before. Well, actually, I guess a couple of years now. I only know you because of uh, Carolina Renaissance Festival. How did you come to this love of historical reenactment and? How did that lead to ghost walks and pirate tours? Ooh, good question. (laughs) So I grew up for a while homeschooled, ironically enough, and my mom wanted to find a good way for me to like start to fall in love with history because I already had an interest in it. So she signed me up and her up for working at the Renaissance Festival, but we actually started in the Raleigh Festival. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, so I actually didn't start in Charlotte, but I started in the Raleigh one, and we were there until the very year it closed down. Um, Yeah, I was so heartbroken. Thankfully, a lot of the cast is also at Charlotte, so (laughs) merging with Charlotte was pretty easy. We seem to absorb casts from other places when they closed down. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's so sad. I definitely miss it, because... I, you know, I don't know if you guys have worked for more than one fair, but I can definitely say there is different vibes with different festivals. Oh, yeah. um, and while I absolutely love Charlotte, it just doesn't feel exactly as nostalgic for me, but it's still home and it's still 
my people and the people I love. It's just a different kind of love. It's like getting a new relationship. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I have noted that I've gone to several and I've noted that they all have kind of their own distinct flavor, if you will. (laughs) It's so weird because I feel like outsiders are like, oh, Ren Faire's Ren Faire. And it's like, when you're a cast member, you're like, no, like Georgia feels different from the Carolinas and Virginia feels different. (laughs) Now, I've I've been to three fairs. Uh, I've been to Garth once. That's Georgia. That is Georgia. I've been to Hogtown, which is Central Florida, and I work for Carolina. So oh, the one, love it. the Florida one, I'm telling you, it dead in the middle of summer in Ugh. Florida. That's a terrible time to portray <laughs> in the Ice Age. <laughs> for real, God. I bet it's cool though. So did the uh, homeschool historical aspect work for you? I mean, I guess it did, didn't it? Yeah. I've always loved playing dress up, and I think that was another reason my mom was like, "Okay, let me find an outlook for her that's going to be." like educational but also where she can play dress up yes and I was hooked and I'm still hooked to this day I absolutely love dressing up whether historical or cosplay but I really love renaissance it's just fun and the question was wasn't it like how I got into fair right well yeah. not just so much that but did that lead to ghost walks and pirate tours or is this like just an offshoot of the same thing so when I moved to both I actually used to spend a lot of time vacationing in this area, which is how I got familiar with it. So my partner and I came down to Beaufort during Halloween and he and I took the ghost tour because my parents told us it was actually really cool. They had a great time. It was like both historic, but also creepy. And they were like, you would love it. (laughs) So we took it and then we began joking about moving down here. And I was like, oh my God, if I moved down here, I could work for the ghost tours. And we were like, what if we moved here? And then he was like, what if we did? And then we we did. <laughs> and oh, got- and, and seeing some of the pictures that you have posted from doing the ghost tours and like some of your cosplay, it's just freaking amazing. <laughs> so much it's so awesome I also absolutely idolize the two of you I just I wish y'all were like a part of my family I just if you want to adopt me go right ahead like (laughs) y'all are so cool you'll be your fairy goth mother and and whatever he is (laughs) I'm not really cool cool, uncle (laughs) I love it Thank you. <laughs> are the ghost walks and the pirate tour, are those the ghost and the pirate thing? Are they the same or are they distinct experiences down there? So that is one and the same for me in particular. While we do have different types of tours in this area, like we have one that's like geared towards children. That's a different group that does it. Um, they shoot like water guns off their ships um, <laughs> and act awesome. like they're firing cannons. It's so cute. Um, they also have like an adult cruise at night. But my particular group, we walk the streets of Beaufort and also the graveyard towards the end of the evening and kind of do like a walking historic tour. And it's a good blend of history, but also all the local legends and lore. Some of the legends are more vast covering like areas of the Outer Banks. And then all of, a lot of the stories are also more intimate and more Beaufort specific, which is cool for visitors. That awesome. sounds wonderful. Now I have, I have a question and this is kind of going back a little bit. Are we actually going to see Lady Satine in the 2022 season of the fair? (laughs) I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about changing my character again because I just... I haven't found my niche. I have a lot of ideas, but like, I haven't quite found it yet, which makes me sad. I've been doing fair since I was like 12 years old, and I still feel like I haven't found my character. But you know, I think doing these ghost tours has made me get out of my shell because all my career doing Ren Fair, I've kind of been 
a background character, which I was fine with. But in doing tours, I've been the center. Like I have to talk. I have to be outspoken. It's all eyes on me. I have no choice. So I think what's going to be cool is coming back with this new experience to fair of doing these tours and being outspoken and being in the spotlight. And maybe I'm hoping it'll help my like, quote unquote, stage fright. Not that I'm super scared because you've seen me perform, but I've always kind of been like, oh, I'm not as good as this person or I'm not as good as this person. But now I'm like, I've got my own flavor. It doesn't matter if I'm exactly like them or them. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I will say having um, been part of, well, pre-COVID, my little murder mystery dinner theater has been around for a while. And I found that uh, my performing there really helped my Renfair character and being at Renfair made me a better performer at the dinner theater. So they kind of keep building on each other. And I love are, that. And we are getting the band back together when what it comes to the murder mystery. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> So it almost makes me wonder if I can talk to Bettina about doing more of, I don't know how it would be possible, but some type of priority-esque character, although we're on court, don't know how it would work. But like now I've got experience in that and I feel like I could bring that to the table and bring her to life. Actually, in my tiny little town that we just moved out of Lexington, they have a murders and mysteries tour where it sounds like they do something similar where they go into like all the historical um like the families that live there and all the scandals that happened way back when and you know a lot of those people still live there well not them but their descendants so it sounds very similar (laughs) straight white people and their scandals (laughs) (laughs) well one of my favorites is that's in lexington yeah lexington south carolina yeah well what's funny is like tiny short example um one of them was a man you know about 150 years ago or so would always come home drunk and beat his wife and it was enough that er the neighbors all knew and it was loud and one night i guess they just had enough so a bunch of the neighbors got together had a little chat with him and he was never seen again oh my god somebody's field was plowed in the middle of the night for also no reason whatsoever (laughs) That is spooky. (laughs) I love it. Yes, that's awesome. What is, um, it kind of leads into this. On your tour, do you have a particular favorite tale to share? Oh my gosh, there's several good ones. Probably um, the story of the little girl in the rum barrel, which is a lot of people's favorite story. And a lot of people come to visit just to hear that story. So there's a particular grave in Beaufort in our cemetery. And if you come visit, Um, And you can even Google it and you're going to see pictures of this small little grave, kind of this headstone covering the top of it with a wooden plaque coming out and there's toys all over it. It looks like a mess to anyone who doesn't know what's going on there. And this is the grave of Abigail Slough. Abigail Slough and her family actually moved to Beaufort, North Carolina um, when she was about four years old. And that actually left her with memories from England because they moved from England. They relocated. Oh, wow. Right? Now, her father was a wealthy merchant sailor. He was a captain. And every year he would go from Beaufort back to England to do some trading. And he'd come back to Beaufort with the goods. Abigail remembering England and namely remembering her grandmother, who she loved very, very much. Every year her father would go back to England. She would go to her mother and she would say, mother, please, I want to go to England. I want to visit grandmother just one more time. But her mother would always say, no, it's far too dangerous. Half the time, some of your father's crew doesn't return. No. 
now, but there came Very a year. Responsible mother there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. There came a time around her 12th birthday um, where she went to her mother and she was like, mother, please, all I want to do is see my grandmother one more time. If you let me go, I will never ask again. So Mrs. Slew and Captain Slew go to the bedroom. They have a very serious discussion. And she says, you can bring Abigail with you, but only on one condition. You must promise that no matter what, even if the worst were to occur, that you're going to bring her back. So (laughs) he, with that, with that promise he makes, he takes Abigail, he takes the crew and they set off for England and everything goes just fine. Smooth sailing. They get there fine. And Abigail actually gets reunited with her grandmother, according to the captain's logs. And they spend some time together. She even gets to meet some of her cousins who were born and raised during the time she was away. She took her granddaughter uh, shopping as most grandmothers like to do. Got her a beautiful white lace dress which is the one she's buried in now and a little doll to match and as they're spending their time in England and things are going smoothly there is however a rumor that has started to circle around in London that the Black Plague is making its rounds again yeah And when Captain Slew hears this, he does the smartest thing he can do. He takes his daughter, he takes the crew, and they cut their trading trip off early. Understood. So they had, right. So they set off back for Beaufort, and a few days, everything seems fine. But then, a couple days in, these men, they start coughing up this black tar-like substance. And when this happens, the captain knew, knows that they some of them have come down with a black plague. And at that time, it was very common. I'm sure you guys know you guys are into history oh, yeah. um, that oftentimes you do what was called the barrel at sea, which was very much voluntary. Most of the time, um, it was better than getting all your crewmates sick. It was better than dying a slow, painful death or just being thrown overboard. And for anyone who doesn't know, you, the infected, would walk up to the top of the ship right where the deck is. The captain would come up behind you and assist you to your ends with his gun. <laughs> and then your body would be thrown overboard. Wow. So it might seem harsh, but again, it was better than a slow, painful death or drowning to death or getting the rest of your crew members sick. Understood. So practical right. in that kind of way. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and while i won't say captain slew was like desensitized to it it was something that was kind of a commonplace for captains to have to perform this action it definitely proved however to not be so easy when abigail started coughing up the black tar-like substance Mm -hmm. so his first mate goes to him he says captain you have to do to her exactly as you've done to the others and he's like no this is my daughter this is my little girl and he can't do it but he does have a duty to keep his men safe so him having his own private quarters he comes up with an idea he takes abigail by the hand he leads her off to his quarters he tucks her into bed and then he crosses the threshold and closes that door behind him and then he listens painfully on the other side as abigail takes her last breaths and she dies. And then his first mate goes to him a second time. He says, Captain, you must do to her exactly as you've done to the others. But again, this man, he uh, he loves his daughter. He loves his little girl. And he also is a man of honor. And he promised his bride waiting at home that he was going to bring their little girl home no matter what. So he has to come up, however, with another plan to keep the men safe because he's got this very contagious body aboard. So he goes below deck and he purchases from his very own stock a barrel of rum. He then brings the barrel of rum to his quarters. He opens it up. He cradles Abigail in his arms one more time. And then he submerges her in that murky liquid and closes the lid atop it. Which, uh, well, I mean, it's rum. It's sanitary, right? <laughs> exactly. 
really? Wow. So I tell people, because sometimes when I tell people that on the tour, they look kind of like, what the heck? And I'm like, well, remember, alcohol can contain the germs. This was very smart. And according to his captain's logs, no one else gets sick. However, when they come back into Beaufort, you know, Mrs. Slew, she runs down the docks, tears of joy quickly turn into tears of anguish when she realizes that Abigail's no longer with them. And Captain Slew asks her, you know, do you want to have a proper burial for her? Do you want to take her out, put her in a casket? And Mrs. Slew says, no, no, I want to remember her as she was. I don't want to see her in that way. So they carried that barrel of rum all the way from our docks to our cemetery and buried her right in that barrel of rum, which is why if you look up this picture of Abigail Slew or the little girl in the rum barrel in Beaufort, you'll see that it's not the size of a 12-year-old girl, but the size of the top of a rum barrel. Oh. Mm-hmm. And wow. it is also probably the most active um, of the ghosts in Beaufort as well. Yes. Abigail's very active. I get that. Oh, speaking of which, have you ever had a spooky experience yourself? I have had one in particular. Well, two, um, come to think of it, before coming to Beaufort. And then Beaufort itself is just extremely active. It's just you know, we have a saying here, and it's a saying that's been happening since the sailors have been coming to these areas, saying that an area such as the coast, where the horizon meets the sea line, that's where the veil is very thin. So areas like this, um, they say, are, you know, more active sometimes than other areas, because these spirits have a way to come right on through and make themselves very active. But yeah, I've, I've definitely had a few experiences. One was like a personal family experience. Um, I think the first time, yeah, it was the first time I feel like I ever experienced anything because I've got a lot of religious trauma in some ways that made me kind of repress believing uh-huh. in ghosts for a very long time and just kind of ignoring them. I know the first time I kind of acknowledged that I was more sensitive is when my Nana passed away, my grandmother. I was driving home um, very late at night when I used to work at a bar and I was driving home, you know, I was very emotional in my feelings. And as I drove past the old farmhouse that she used to live in, uh, there was a light on upstairs and no one goes upstairs in the farmhouse, uh, really. And my grandpa, he likes to stay downstairs, especially when she first passed away. He didn't go upstairs. So the next morning I called him and I was like, had you been upstairs? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, your light's on. And we felt like that was very much Nana just kind of making herself known to us that she's still with us and around and keeping an eye on things. What was your Beaufort um, experience? (laughs) I'm sorry, you can tell I'm from South Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) You're okay. So Abigail is definitely very active. Uh, She's, you know, been known as the most active spirit. She definitely is. And she's an interest point to a lot of people. There's also other spirits that are really active and mediums that come to the area love it here. I'm just now kind of opening my mind to this type of thing. Cause like I said, I've been for so long, I've been told that it was like wrong and bad and it was going to send me to a bad place. I'm just not in that headspace anymore. (laughs) So being more open-minded, I've definitely had more experiences and Abigail she likes to actually play with a street light in Beaufort and it's not on a timer. We've asked the building who owns it if it's on a timer. We've also asked if it's motion censored and it is not. And it's just really ironic for the time she turns it on. I actually, I joke with her and, um, my mom was not a believer until she went on the tour as well because uh, she's very dramatic. She's a very silly little girl. And I think she really enjoys to get a shock value out of people because I was telling the story and it was the night my mom was on the tour 
And as soon as I was said the part where I was like, you know, and then Abigail died on the other side of the door, the light was on and then Abigail and she switched it on pretty early on. And then Abigail just turns it off as soon as I say, and then she died and everyone gasped. And my mom looked at me with like the widest eyes. And she still to this day is like, oh my God, Abigail is, <laughs> is here. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. Um, of course, traditional she, theater people will be like, wow, your timing was great. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yeah, that's, that's definitely one of the instances. I am not the type of person I feel like that sees ghosts very much. It's more of just feeling them, speaking with them, that kind of thing. I haven't gotten to the point where I see them. I don't know if that's something that comes with age or if that's just not my gift. <laughs> what exactly is, would you say, your dream job? What would you love Ooh. to do? <laughs> I would love to do what I'm doing is a part-time gig, which is the ghost tours full-time if I could, but I also really love history. Um, You know, working in a museum would be so much fun, but I also really love dressing up. So ideally it would be something like doing the ghost tours more full-time or telling ghost stories or doing something more theater oriented, but not plays. Cause that's the thing. I prefer this improv and in-person interaction. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Like I love, I love reading from a script and it's fine, but I am always off book. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Improv is fun and face-to-face and interacting with people and having them bounce things off you. It's just so much fun. And when I do the tours, um, I am in character, which makes things even more fun. I, it's fun because I think you guys would definitely get a kick out of it. We say that Anne Bonnie at the beginning, I come out, I've got the English accent and Anne Bonnie is taking over this vessel. And I always open the Uh tour with if my host behaves, then perhaps I'll let her speak with you all later on. <laughs> and we okay. just continue on. Nice. <laughs> and then at the very end, I come out of it. And I've been doing an English accent the whole time. And so I'm like, bear with me one moment. I'll go get the hostess because she will want to see you all before we part. And then I'll turn around and I'll act like the possession leaves. And then I turn around and I'm kind of like, Ooh. then I'm like, Hey guys, in a completely American accent. I'm like, are you the, are you the eight o'clock tour? <laughs> <laughs> that's it's good fun. That's now, mom we just went on a tour with a possessed woman what was that about <laughs> <laughs> oh so it's, it's a blast that you play with this sounds wrong um that you um perform with play with i know i've seen some of your photo shoots that are group efforts legend of zelda <laughs> ones are amazing <laughs> thank you, well, thank you. Ones. that's super fun oh yes it was a blast I don't have anyone that I work with on tour if that's what you mean unfortunately we have talked about doing like co-tours at some point but it would take a really big group um and we are paid really well for being a part-time job so I understand that my boss good. Would definitely, good. yeah he would have to pay you know more which I understand you know it would be a lot but what we do do that sometimes fun is occasionally when our tours will pass each other the other night my friend he's known as barefoot Wade in the area he's a performer but also a pirate and he literally walks around barefoot wow awesome um <laughs> He came up to me and approached me, quote unquote, aggressively in character. And he was like, there you are. And we just went off script. And he was like, where have you been? And I was like, uh, certainly not drinking your rum. And I covered up my little bottle that I carry on. And then we had a sword fight. <laughs> we had a sword fight in the street. And people awesome. were like, <laughs> That is so cool. Yes, it was fun. So we will play together. I wish we played together more because with the Ren Faire background, I do have a blast bouncing off of other actors. Oh, yeah. Um, 
but That's yeah, one of right my favorite now, things this... new about Renfair is just being able to just go off of other actors. Right. right. I love being able to spitball just with people on court. Just going back and forth is amazing. Oh my gosh. The in-character banter is amazing. Yes. (laughs) What's the name of the company you're with? Or is that something that you feel is important to share at this point in time? Yeah, I don't mind sharing. We're called, uh, if you look up Beaufort Ghost Tour or Beaufort Ghost Walk, I believe is our official name. It's on Facebook. It's on, I think we're opening an Instagram. He's letting me, my boss, uh, the owner of the company is kind of letting me take the reins on Instagram a little bit on Facebook. And he's also going to be letting me open a TikTok soon. So we are going to be more of an active social media presence. (laughs) Fantastic. Very cool. But we're definitely very active on Facebook. Our little group is there. (laughs) <laughs> so the Instagram is at, and then it's ll.stardust.ll. And it's the same on Instagram as it is on TikTok. I don't currently have a Facebook that's to the public, but eventually maybe I'll open one. <laughs> and then you'll have a fan group and then you're going to get really popular and you're going to forget about it. <laughs> no oh my gosh you guys are the best <laughs> it's nice to be old and revered <laughs> <laughs> no for real you guys are some of my favorite people i'm not even saying that because i'm being recorded i thoroughly enjoy interacting with you guys at fair and i look up to you both so much oh well thank you and you know we're looking forward to you know, hopefully you'll be back this year we're looking forward to having you back yeah, at least a little. At least a little bit. I know. Yeah, we know you're busy, but you know, and far least, away. Yeah, How far away is Beaufort from Charlotte? Out of curiosity. So it's about five hour drive. So it is mm. away. Um, but I definitely, uh, me and my partner, we talked about coming and staying with his parents because they're in Mint Hill. They're very, very close oh, by. So we'll probably come up and actually bring our work equipment and maybe stay for a few weeks. That way we can do fair like several weekends in a row. And I'll probably oh, awesome. do kind of what I did last year and like come as a patron some days and then come on cast other days. Awesome. That way I get the best of both worlds. Absolutely. <laughs> That'll be so cool. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Is there anything that we haven't asked you that you want to plug real quick or mention or talk about? Not off the top of my head. I feel like as soon as I get off, we'll be like, oh man, we should have talked about that. Cause that's <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, maybe there'll be a next time. Yeah. There can, there can always be a next time. Absolutely. I love talking about like the spooky stuff. Um, I definitely would love to hear some of you guys' stories sometimes. So Maybe we all have like a coffee talk and we all talk about and share stories sometime. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, I think we occasionally talk about stuff. You know, Tony, before he lived with me, he was living in this super haunted house. So he's got plenty of his own stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for that lovely tour and all the great stories, Emily. Now I'm kind of wishing we could have some of our own, but I think I want to go to Beaufort and, and take a tour with her. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we're getting near to the end of our Ghost Walk Pirate Tour. Indeed. We need to come back sometime. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So thank you all for joining us at Southern Fried Spooky with, I hope, your frozen coffee and AC. Yeah, indeed. podcast home of all things Southern and Spooky. And us. And us. I'm Carolina Girl Heather. And I'm Florida Man Tony. And we hope to see you again really soon. Thank you so much. Bye, Bye, y'all. Okay, so yeah, um, Beaufort. Let's go to Beaufort. And then we'll have to go to Beaufort. Wow, what a trip. Where are y'all going? Beaufort and Beaufort. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.